Welcome to another episode of the Black Wedding Podcast by Hugh I Do. I'm Ashley. And I'm Tania. And we have a very, very special guest on tonight's episode. Guest, introduce yourself. <laughs> Hi, you guys. Um, I am B, B Gandy um, of BeForBeauty.co. And I am so excited to be here. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you so much for being on our show. Yes, I am so excited that you're on tonight's episode. Yay! <laughs> we have so many questions for you, so I hope you're ready. Oh, I am ready. <laughs> <laughs> so, how's your day, Ashley? Oh, me. Oh. <laughs> you're Ashley. Oh. <laughs> um. <laughs> It was fine. It's Thanksgiving week, so traffic is light. People are dropping off at work, so super quiet. Tomorrow, there's probably going to be like seven people, um, which is even better for a three-hour day. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that's that. What about you? Me? Nope. B. <laughs> <laughs> You see how she does me? <laughs> um, yeah, I've, I've, you know, had a great day, actually, um, minus, you know, a little bit of a sinus issue happening here from my travels. But other than that, I cannot complain. Very good. Nice. Okay, Tania, now it's your turn. Lord. <laughs> my day was actually quite busy. I did a lot of running around today, um, but it was very productive. I got a lot of stuff done, and yeah, now I'm here. So, I can't complain. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's good. I was about to tell all, like my whole story, but I was like, no, no. <laughs> y'all, y'all <laughs> but for listeners, depending on when this episode ends, airs will probably be the one of the last episodes with yes. Tania for a little bit. Um she needs to take some self-care time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um my fiance Edwin will be the co-host for I don't know <laughs> a few episodes. Yeah. It should only be like a few episodes. Yeah. I can't even count. Because I just don't know. Yeah. I know we have some scheduled for the next two months. Um, but yeah, I'm going to give Tania a little break. But she's always there in our hearts. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like I'm leaving for good. No. But you all heard Ed in a recent episode. Um, and he was a great co-host. So I agree. You all will enjoy him. But anyways, how is wedding planning going, Ashley? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> good. I'm trying to think what has happened. Oh, duh. I, when I get home, I should have saved the dates. Now, here's the thing. So, I put in the order for the save the dates, like, this time last week. Mm-hmm. And the estimated arrival was Wednesday. So I was excited. I was like, you know, I'm going to have them right before the holidays. Perfect. Well, they arrived on Friday. 
without the addresses of the guests printed. And my mom's like, I can go get some labels. We could slap them on. No, we're not slapping on labels on the save the date. Like everything else on the save the date will be printed because we're doing a postcard. Mm-hmm. So our message is printed on one side. We have the cute little photo on the other side. We are not slapping an Avery label <laughs> on the bag. Like, no. So I contacted Minted because my planner is a Minted planner. And so they're like, oh, we're so sorry. We'll fix it. So they basically fixed it. I want to say I contacted them Friday night. So I think they fixed it by Saturday and Mm -hmm. then expedited it or sort of expedited it. Right. Because it arrived today instead of Monday. But yep. So super excited. Now I need to finish the wedding website because I've decided to not do a minted wedding website anymore. I'm just going to build one from scratch because there's more I want to do. And minted is very limited and it probably works for people with no web design experience. However, I have web design experience and like Tania likes to remind us all the time. I'm type A. So mm-hmm. I want a certain level of control, a certain aesthetic. And I'm going to build it myself, but building it myself makes me take my time instead of rushing it. So I think if the save the dates would have come on Friday with the addresses, I would have rushed it because I would have wanted to hurry up and get them out before Thanksgiving. But Mm -hmm. now that I know I'm obviously not sending it out before Thanksgiving, I could take my time. Gotcha. And I mean, yeah, we still have like 10 more months. Um, Very true. So yeah, that's that. That's wedding planning for me. And we're going to book the bar next week. Ooh, that's exciting. You don't drink. I mean, but I will partake in a glass. A champagne. <laughs> you going to toast with us? I surely will. Okay. Maybe one or two. You know. We'll see. You won't be driving. No, I won't. <laughs> so... Hopefully you'll have a hotel in the city that night and you won't have to deal with all that. Like trying to get back to wherever your respective place will be at that point. True. But anyway, enough about me. Mm -hmm. This is not why y'all are listening to this episode. This is not why I'm listening to this episode as I'm saying this, knowing that I'm going to listen back. I'm talking to myself, listening to myself. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) we're here to talk to the wonderful b gandy about the makeup industry and i'm saying this truthfully honestly if you are not following her on instagram you need to do that you need to get her stories in your life you need to get her photos in your life, even if you are a man, even if you're not like about to get married, even if you've been married like 12 years, <laughs> you need to follow her, period. <laughs> okay? So. I feel like I've been following you for quite some time. Have you? Yeah, and I just didn't. Yeah, and 
I didn't know that we were talking to you until I was like, oh my gosh, I follow her. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, so I'm super happy about talking to you today. Hey, thank you. Mm -hmm. So let's get into these questions. (laughs) (laughs) So how long have you been in the makeup industry? So, um, (laughs) I have actually been doing makeup since 2004 and without completely aging myself, (laughs) I will say I started, like, I knew that I wanted to be a makeup artist. I knew that, um, beauty was going to be like a large part of my life. So when I was old enough to work, everyone else was like, I don't know, like applying at Aeropostale or whatever. And I was trying to find like the nearest makeup counter or, you know, little boutique that I could work in. And so that's what I did. Okay. I love it. Driven Uh from the start. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Like you already knew you had tunnel vision. So you already knew the direction. I really did. I feel like with creative career paths a lot of times it's, I mean I feel like it's more accepted now um mm-hmm. you know but like back then you know it's kind of like your parents are like you gonna do what <laughs> you know what I mean like yeah right you know right. it's just not really like the traditional path um so a lot of people waste a lot of time and money um and resources and just energy trying to force themselves into kind of like conforming to um, traditional, you know, um, career paths. And so, although I did work in a corporate realm, I was still always doing makeup. I may not have been doing makeup full time, um, but I was always doing makeup. So I never like lost sight of that. I just was kind of like, okay, mom, like, I'm gonna, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I'm gonna go get a quote unquote real job for a little bit, you know? (laughs) Yeah. What made you get into makeup? Like, was, was there a particular moment or time that you just remember, like, this is it? Um, well, you know, the funny thing is, um, most people, Um, that I meet have their first makeup experience around the time that they are maybe like going to prom or, you know, something like that. Or, you know, like if you had an eighth grade formal or something, but usually that's around the age that um, most young girls are kind of introduced to makeup. For me, I was wearing red lipstick when I was three. So, (laughs) (laughs) so, um, my mom always had a ton of makeup and like eyeshadows for every outfit and handbags and shoes. And, you know, like she was just a very like over the top and, you know, some family members will beg to differ, but I, I am not entirely like that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But um, just like as far as makeup, she kind of let me play in her stuff and um, she would let me, you know, dress up for my little birthdays and wear lipstick and nail polish. So it just was always kind of a thing. Like it was just normal, you know, um, for me. So when I got older and I started kind of playing around 
more on myself and my friends, it was kind of like, oh, oh, this is kind of cute. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I kind of did a good job. <laughs> and, um, it just kind of made sense for me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it just kind of felt good. Um, so I just continued to do it and um, just made <laughs> made a career of it. I'm happy that you did. <laughs> and that leads us to the next question. So what made you start B for Beauty? B for Beauty um, was many things <laughs> before it became that. There was a lot of rebranding that happened. Um, There was just a lot of um, searching for, you know, like just makeup artistry in general is such a large, um, and there's like so many genres of things that you could do. Um, When I decided Mm -hmm. that I wanted to specifically um, specialize in bridal makeup, um, I kind of wanted that to be represented in the business name and aesthetic and everything like that. So that's how that became. Um, So that's how we got to (laughs) where we are today. Okay. So we're in November. How many brides have you serviced this year? Oh, okay. So I have two more weddings left for this year. Is it two? Lord. Yes. <laughs> Two more weddings left for this year. And so that will make 53. Wow. I know. <laughs> You've been busy. Right. I have. I have. Um, yeah, it's, it's been a ton of fun. So, uh, you know, it's, it's been a good year. So what makeup trends have you noticed this year? So this year um, we have, and this is the thing, there are different trends in different realms, if that makes sense. So when you look on social media, it's a different trend than what's actually trending, like in the fashion world. Uh Um, So like if you're looking at runway, you're seeing like a lot of glossy skin and um, glossy Mm -hmm. lips, just kind of like that very glass-like highlight versus, you know, like that shimmer gold, you know, Mm -hmm. it's it's just kind of like um, a lot more natural and skin-like. And you do see some of that kind of replicated like in social media, Mm -hmm. but um, a lot of times it's just kind of different because they'll put their own spin on it. You know what I mean? Like a lot of the younger um, generations, you'll see like a lot of cut creases and a lot of colors and mm-hmm. huge lashes, which aren't necessarily things that you will see um, like on red carpet or runway. But I can't say that they're not trending because it's out there and it's, it's, right, it's right. popular on social media. So what wedding trends are dead, but folks keep doing them anyway? So um, to be honest, I personally don't necessarily see um, or experience a lot of wedding trends that are dead that my bride specifically keep wanting to resurrect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, however, one thing just kind of in general um, 
I know, and, and even just experience from my own wedding, which, you know, was a few years ago at this point. But even then, like wedding favors were kind of being phased out, if that makes sense. Um, you know, like actual favors, like those little almonds or, yes, <laughs> you know, like trinkets and stuff like that. And um, I think that brides have just gotten super smart and strategic about how they're, you know, showing up and how we're spending our money. Mm -hmm. And the favors, honestly, like, are we actually using any of this stuff anymore? Probably not. thank (laughs) Thank you. Like there's a photo booth. What what do you need uh, some mints for? (laughs) Or some chocolate, some Hershey kisses. What do you need that for? Seriously, take the print out. (laughs) Put it on your refrigerator or wherever. And we gave you cake or cupcakes or donuts. I mean, grab something and have a seat. We paid for your $150, $200 meal. Yeah, that was the favor. <laughs> right, you were in the building. That was the favor. <laughs> <It's so funny. laughs> I'm gonna tell Ed this too. We're not doing favors. There is no point. I was literally like, I, I don't. What? What do we? <sighs> I mean, it cuts no. out an extra expense, and so I, I mean, I get it. The child yes. I don't want to give out candy. I, we don't even eat candy like that. What? What, what are we doing? Anyway, we're getting off on another tangent, but that could be a whole nother show. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. So we always ask this, um, but what are the biggest misconceptions with bridal makeup artists? You know, I'm not sure if it's necessarily the biggest uh, misconception, but I know that a lot of times we are not really viewed as or treated as a wedding vendor. Um, A lot of times when people think about their vendors, they uh, mention their caterer, um, the photographer, the venue, and um, yeah, we're definitely a vendor. (laughs) Right. Definitely a vendor. And so um, I think especially if your makeup experience has been like let's say getting your makeup done for your birthday, um, you know, and you just kind of show up and you get your makeup done and you look good and you leave. And that's kind of it. Um, That is not how it operates in the bridal world. Um, The same procedures that you may have went through to book and secure your other vendors are the same policies and procedures that we would have in place as well. Um, So it's not just kind of like, oh, hey, we just pop up, you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. on the day of and sprinkle some makeup on, (laughs) you know, and leave. Um, I really feel like the uh, beauty aspect of it is a large part of your wedding day experience. Um, I know that it was for me. I know that I felt amazing and I looked amazing and I knew it. And so that just kind of, you know, it puts you in a different, um, it just kind of puts you in a different mindset that I feel like is really important for a woman to feel, especially on her wedding day when your whole entire life is changing. 
Mm -hmm. Um, And so I I think that that contributes to the energy that's in the room because makeup, it's a very personal service, you know, like you're Mm -hmm. actually in someone's personal space, um, touching them and everything like that. So um, that's one of the biggest things that I think that people don't realize, whether it's when they're looking for a vendor or, you know, whatever, how that could impact your day because it's not really just the makeup. I mean, obviously the makeup is important, mm-hmm. but it's really just a, a small portion of um, what's really taking place. Very true. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. It should be probably just as um, important as the dress. Because what's mean, the really point? Should. What's the point of your dress if your face is bleh? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, what's your look then? <laughs> You know what's funny? Um, I feel like a lot of times we'll spend some astronomical amount like on shoes for the wedding day mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and literally nobody sees them. <laughs> Very like, sure. Nine times out of ten, nobody's seeing the shoes. Um, most brides have a change of shoes because you don't want to be miserable, you know, all night with these heels on. So it's like, okay, you have these like glamorous um designer shoes and two people saw them yeah yeah yeah. but your face and your hair and your dress just like your outer you know um exterior appearance is what everybody's going to be looking at like you're it's literally the most photographed day of your life unless you're like already a beauty pageant or, you know, a (laughs) a beauty queen or something. So I just kind of feel like to Ashley's point, it is just as important as a dress because it's being seen just as much as your dress. It really is. is. Now I have a follow-up question to that. Why do you think brides, couples, family members, et cetera, try to cut corners with their makeup artists? Um, I think that especially if you are not really, um, let's say you're not super into makeup, mm-hmm. right? Just like in your day-to-day life, you don't really wear makeup to work. You didn't really, like me, you weren't wearing red lipstick when you were three years old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so for you, it's a different outlook that you have in regards to how you prioritize that portion of your look Mm -hmm. you know what I mean I think that that's the biggest reason like they just they just don't know you know what I mean they just don't really understand and then it's it's kind of like one of those things where you don't know something is bad until it's bad (laughs) yeah you know what I mean so um you may have never had your makeup done before you go and get your makeup done and it's not necessarily terrible but it's not the best but to you it's like okay I'm enhanced a little bit but if you haven't had it done on a you know really high level then you wouldn't really be able to tell the difference between a and b because you haven't had that experience before so I don't really think that it's anything um it's just not really super personal you know what I mean to me Mm -hmm. I get it people just don't know I feel like I really try to do my best as a professional and I use my um platforms to try to educate people on things just like that you know just the importance of it um how can make or break your look you know and especially with wedding photography being 
super, you know, it's, it's a big investment, rightfully so. Uh-huh. You want that to kind of be, you know, that's all you're really going to have left <laughs> of the day. So I think instead of thinking of it as, oh, it's just one day. No, it's actually like a hundred years. Yeah, a lifetime. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. That is really a great segue to, okay, so say there is a bride that doesn't do their own makeup or doesn't really wear makeup, rather. Or if so, it's like a special occasion thing. Um, She is just very... She don't know anything about it. (laughs) So, or say like her friends around her kind of in the same boat. So she doesn't really have someone to kind of bounce that, those ideas off of. Um, And she's engaged. So how could that bride decide or tell, how should she be able to tell rather if a makeup artist is legit or not just by scrolling through their Instagram? Yeah, so I feel like there are a lot of telltale signs that you can, you know, just by glancing, you know, you know, just using your own judgment and discernment, even if you don't really necessarily understand makeup, you understand someone who is presenting themselves as a professional versus, you know, you go on there and you're seeing a whole bunch of riffraff or, you know, um, not having a website, not having any contact information, you not being able to find them anywhere outside of Instagram. Um, Because while I love Instagram and, you know, it's a great platform, there's business before Instagram existed and there will have to be business after Instagram is no longer. So um, I think that that's also important where you can view more of their work, reviews, um, things like that, I think are the biggest things. And then it also doesn't hurt to reach out, you know, like submit an inquiry, see how that person communicates with you, responds, you know, how quickly they respond. Um, Things like that are easy ways to tell um, if this person is legit and if this person is serious about what they do. I also feel like, again, Even if I wasn't super educated on, you know, a specific product or whatever, and if I submit several inquiries and most of them, you know, this product or service is in X range, and then I come to you and it's way below that, that to me is a red flag. That Mm -hmm. to me says, okay, why? <laughs> that is like, okay, wait a second. What's happening here? What am I not getting? What, you know what I mean? Like that would just kind of um, prompt me to ask more questions to really be able to decide if this is something that I should be moving forward with or not. Makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. So, you kind of sort of mentioned this, but can you trust a makeup artist without a website? <laughs> okay. So here is the thing. I personally know some phenomenal makeup artists that do not have a website. Okay. Okay. The difference though is 
if you are a makeup artist that specializes in bridal makeup, it to me is a requirement for you to have a website. And I say that because uh, for me, it's super important to be able to streamline the process Mm-hmm. For not only myself, but for my bride. Um, because when I was getting married, that was one of the things that literally drove me crazy. Like, where is the information? How do I, you know, like, I, there's nothing. There, like, there's nothing here. What am I supposed to do with that? And for a bride, when you are essentially planning an entire production, I don't have time to play around trying to track you down, trying to find this. I just want to go in, you know, yeah, out whatever I need, you know, to provide you with the information that you need to give me what I need. So it's just a clean, right. easy exchange. So like I said, um, I do know artists that are phenomenal that don't have a website. Mm-hmm. However, all genres of makeup or career paths may not necessarily require it. But if you are a bridal makeup artist, you need a website. And that's just that. <laughs> okay. I Makes like sense. It. I, like, I like it. So what red flags should one recognize during the trial or not necessarily red flags, but what should the bride pay attention to during her bridal trial? For me, even before you get to the trial, and I actually reference them as previews, but I understand that the word trial has been literally ingrained in everybody else's In everybody else's <laughs> mind. Um, but for me, it's a preview because that's essentially you being able to preview a modified version of your wedding day look. And I specifically say modified version because nine times out of 10, you after you get your makeup done, people are going to see you, your fiance is going to see you, and I don't want the look to be recycled. Because on the wedding day, we want wow factor so it can't really be wow factor if I just saw you looking the same way (laughs) (laughs) looking exactly the same you know a couple of weeks ago or a couple of months ago or whatever during the preview um, well before you even get there one of the things that I would really pay attention to is the communication Um, if they haven't asked you any questions how are they going to properly prepare for your preview. So now you're just kind of walking in to an appointment with no, you know, no pre-work being done. So I need to know if you have any cosmetic allergies. I need to know if there's anything specific that you don't like so that we're not wasting time. You know what I mean? Um, Because like I said, brides are busy. They they barely have time to make that appointment. Okay. Yeah. So you really want to maximize um, on the time that you guys have together. So if I already specifically know that she absolutely hates this thing, then we can just scratch that and, you know, go a completely different direction. I need to know if you're allergic to latex. Like these are all things that I need to know so that I can properly prepare um, beforehand. So th- 
you know, if you haven't been asked any questions or, um, you know, they haven't asked you for any insight prior to, to me, that would definitely be a red flag. And then once you're actually there, um, for me, time is something that I really, really stress um, because on wedding days, you just cannot afford to be late. Like it just just will not work. So for that reason, because I mean, just, you know, there's some crazy thing that happens, brides show up late, mom shows up late, or there's something crazy, you always want to have extra time buffered into the schedule for the day. So I would rather have extra time than not enough because the worst thing is to feel rushed. We all know that rushed feeling when you're trying to hurry up and get out the door. And, um, you know, like on your wedding day, do not want to have that kind of anxiety happening. So, you know, just seeing how they show up to the preview, were they ready for you? If they were coming to you, were they on time? I'm not super uh, picky about necessarily what products people use specifically, because as artists, we all have our own, you know, we all have our own things, but you really want to pay attention to how the makeup feels on your skin, how it wears throughout the day. Um, So I like to follow up with brides later that evening or the next morning to see, um, you know, how it held up, because that's exactly what the preview is for, you know, for us to be able to make adjustments and take notes and pictures and, um, you know, things like that. And and that's another thing too. They don't necessarily have to take notes like in your face, like, you know what I mean? Um, because I don't necessarily, sometimes you just aren't thinking about it right in that moment, but you want to make sure that they're at least mentally taking note of any changes that you made during the appointment. So if it's like a specific color, I like to write that down because a lot of times I like to mix lip colors. So if she was just super in love with it, then, you know, I'll write down exactly what the mixture is because nine times out of 10, the wedding day is months upon months from now. And I don't want to rely on my own memory (laughs) to recreate that. So um, those would probably be the biggest things for me. Oh, and and of course, cleanliness and sanitation and, mm-hmm. you know, hand sanitizer and washing your hands and not blowing on the lashes. And <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to sanitation, we could, we could be here all night. So I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. I had a friend who was in a bridal party. And the makeup artist who was doing their eyes, like, I don't know if she used the same brush or like the same mascara, but my friend ended up with an eye infection. (gasps) And yeah, and it took her months to get rid of it. Oh, Like she was back and forth to the doctor and it was literally after that wedding that it happened. So like she knew exactly where it stemmed from, but I was like, oh. No. <laughs> yeah, you ha- you really have to be super, um, you just, you have to be super diligent in just protecting yourself anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like anywhere yeah. that you go. Um, so disposables are <laughs> necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, so make sure that they have disposables, um, unless it's like 
something that they're giving you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's like, you know, something that you're going to have that was only used on you or something like that. But, um, yeah, definitely mm-hmm. proper sanitation is yeah. important. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, should one trust a makeup artist that has an in-home studio? Um, yeah, um, I actually don't have a, I don't have a problem with that. Um, honestly, I know a lot of, again, phenomenal artists that, you know, work with all of the quote unquote who's who's that have in-home studios. Um, I had an in-home studio for three years myself. Um, and I think the biggest thing is having a designated space, mm-hmm. right, where you are able to comfortably work and where you're able to, um, well, where they're able to comfortably work and you are able to comfortably receive a service. Um, so no, I don't want to be sitting at your kitchen table, you know, <laughs> while, <laughs> while the kids are doing their homework and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like something crazy. Um, like, you know, cousin Ashley's over here getting her makeup done. (laughs) We don't want that. Um, but if you have a designated space, um, room or office or basement or whatever that you want to convert into a workspace, I say, go for it. Um, just be mindful that, um, and just making sure just like from, you know, a safety perspective, right, for everybody that you know or, and you're comfortable with the person that you're dealing with Makes sense. on both sides. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. So should you trust a makeup artist that facetunes her photos? Oh, the face tune. Ashley is like constantly talking about this. So she's like, don't trust him. Don't trust him. Oh my goodness. You know, once upon a time, the editing was like, you know, phones have gotten better over the years, but mm-hmm. you know, you need to fix the lighting. You need to brighten it up a little bit. You need to, you know, do this, do that. And mm-hmm. now it has just become this thing. Like it's, it's crazy. It is very crazy. I do not like overly edited photos. Um, I don't feel like it's a true representation of the person's work. Uh-huh. So what can your expectations really be, you know, um, you know, in receiving a service from them? Because what you're seeing is not real. <laughs> it's animated at this point. <laughs> Basically. So, you know, um, yeah, I don't like it. Um, I don't mind if it's like um whitening the eyes sometimes you know like if it's like you have red eye or something yeah. kind of have like um a darker like kind of yellowy tone in the eyes or whitening the teeth or something like that something that is not altering your work but presenting the client in the best way possible i don't have any problem with that but when you start adding lashes and eyeshadow 
<laughs> and this and that, and you've now blurred their entire nose away. Right. Um, right, it's right. a problem. <laughs> so, okay. Should a makeup artist give the same look to the bridesmaids? I honestly like the bridal party to be uniform to a certain extent. Um, Now, with that being said, in order for something to look the same on two different people that are two different skin tones, the the look itself has to be kind of modified, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? But overall, it's giving you the same feel and the same look, although it may not necessarily be exactly the same color lipstick or exactly the same color eyeshadow. Um, The overall mood of the look is the same. Um, You will have some bridesmaids... You have some that will request something so far left. Um, I just feel like it helps eliminate any issues. This is the look. The bride agreed upon it. This is what's going to look best with the setting and the dresses and the season. And that's it. (laughs) (laughs) So no... You're not getting that um, dark purple lipstick when everyone else is wearing nude. It's just not. It's not happening. <laughs> oh my god! I like. I agree. I was recently in a wedding, and um, the bride she wanted a nude lip. Mm-hmm. Now, um, now the bridal party, like she had, you know, like I guess like there were multiple shades, but like like a lot of the girls were. Um, like a lighter skin color. Now the nude looked amazing on them. However, the nude looked like a hot mess on me. It was ashy. Yes, yes, yes. It was very ashy. (laughs) And so like I went up to the makeup artist and I was like, look, we're going to have to do something about this. (laughs) And she was like, but the bride went, I said, I understand that. I'm not trying to change anything, you know, like drastic, but we're going to have to do something about this lip because I am not getting a little shiny pink. It, no, it was like a. I mean, it was nude, yes, but it didn't fit with. No, my, the picture yeah, I saw of you tone. didn't. Look yeah, with bad. my skin tone. So did she fix it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's because. Yeah, yeah, she had to because. <laughs> so in those cases, like I understand, like go ahead and switch it up, but you know, but yeah, if you're asking for purple lipstick, <laughs> you were then, looking no. like Ashley Leary. Please have several seats. <laughs> yeah that's exactly how I looked but exactly yeah. yeah especially with nudes um I mean there are literally like thousands of shades of nude and so mm. what's nude to you as a brown girl is not the same you know as nude for someone with yeah, fair right. skin so yeah definitely right. have to it has to work for your skin tone for sure yeah. but as long as they're both nude in the sense that they're giving you a soft lip look mm-hmm. you know it's fine yeah okay so how do you handle those bridal party members that aren't so makeup savvy so for example if someone wants like i guess like the eyelashes and like they're very dramatic now i don't wear eyelashes but you know like if the bride says they want a dramatic eyelash you know then go ahead and do it but you know i mean but what if someone is like no i don't want that 
I don't want that. So how do you handle those bridal party members? Yes. What I've learned, um, (laughs) there's a lot of like, you just got to be super diplomatic when you're dealing with bridal party members. Um, And of course, we have those people that have never worn makeup before. They Uh don't want to wear it. They're super unhappy about having to wear it. And you're going to get some kickback. But a lot of times, um, it's not about what you say, Mm -hmm. but how you Mm -hmm. say it. So I have no problem reminding them that this is her day. And so we're all here to make sure that she has an amazing wedding day experience. So I got you. I got you. It's going to be natural. Okay. Like I'm going to meet you halfway. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of times once you get them past that initial, like, you know, they're fine. fine. You just got to get them past (laughs) it. You know what I mean? Because ultimately what other choice do we have here, ma'am? You're getting this. <laughs> right. It's already been paid for. So what are we doing? Yeah. So it's like, why even stress her out? Um, and I think sometimes people are so lost in themselves that they don't really realize how what they're doing or how they're acting may affect the bride. And so for me, that is no. We're not about to stress her out over some lipstick. So let's just have a seat, you know, like it's just not worth it. You know what I mean? It's just not worth it. So let's, you know, let's make this happen. I'm going to tweak it a little bit for you and tone it down and da 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 da. And we're going to be fine. And that's it. (laughs) (laughs) So, how do you ensure that? the makeup will stay on throughout the ceremony. <laughs> this is literally one of the things that I like obsess over. So I'm definitely that person. Um, all on your Facebook, stealing your reception photos and looking at your tags because I want to see, <laughs> I want to see how it held up in case, I I need to change something. You know what I mean? Um, um, So at this point, you know, the skin prep is like, I don't know. Skin prep is almost just as, if not more important than the actual makeup application. Mm -hmm. Because if you haven't um, prepped the skin properly, then anything you do after that really isn't going to matter because it's not going to be there. Yeah, it's not going to be there. So um, really knowing your products and how they perform, um, having that preview is like super important because that gives me a chance to really analyze the bride's skin prior to the day of. Um, And I, I give out homework and my brides know this. I'll tell them if they haven't been drinking enough water, if we need to implement an eye cream, if we need to start doing some exfoliating twice a week, whatever it is that's going to make everything more flawless and feel better on the wedding day is what I advise them to do, especially if you have like a bachelorette party or you guys go out the night before and you're drinking because it severely will dehydrate your Mm -hmm. skin. 
Mm-hmm. So I need to know those things so that I can make sure that we really um, have skin prep in place to help, you know, with with anything that your skin decides to show up with, <laughs> show up with that day. Um, and then, of course, just using quality products and setting sprays and setting powders and stuff like that, um, because the expectation is that that makeup lasts all day. So when you're at your send off and everybody's like, Mm -hmm. you know, swinging their sparklers and waving goodbye, you should still look amazing. And so, yeah, that's one thing that I, you know, and that's also why a bride's, um, like her appointment time is a lot longer than like just, you know, a regular appointment or, even a bridesmaid, um, because there are going to be so many pictures and so much hugging and so much cheek rubbing and kissing and stuff like that. Um, I need to make sure that it's literally bulletproof at this point. <laughs> mm-hmm. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. 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 So are lashes necessary? <laughs> For me, I will try to talk them into lashes. I really will. I really will. Even if I have to pull out a baby lash, okay? Even if it's just a little, you know, just a little light baby lash, I really try. (laughs) I really try to get those lashes on there um, because it does make a difference. It makes a difference in how the look photographs Um, you know, and people are going to be looking at you from afar. So, Mm -hmm. you know, when you're up at the altar and someone's sitting on the back row, you're not going to look to them how the person sees you sitting on the front row. So you want, you know, like, you just want that little extra flair. Um, I just think it adds something, um, really luxurious and extravagant and it's something that you probably don't do you know in your day-to-day life so this is yeah one day this is your one day to just do it all (laughs) no but I agree Mm -hmm. yeah I definitely agree with you like the lashes just takes it to another level so Mm -hmm. and there are like ranges of lashes you you have like like you were saying the baby lash and then you have the like extremely dramatic like Miss Piggy lash. I can't think of the butterfly lash. Like I don't know. Um, side note to that: What do you prefer? Like the 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 kind that you need to like apply with glue or like the the little strip off (laughs) it depends um uh, nowadays a lot of people do wear mink lashes um you know just like the individual mink lashes they normally last for like a month month and a half two months or so um With that being said, depending on the style, you know, how you wear them, if you get them like super natural or if you get them a little bit more full, will determine if I would prefer 
to put a strip lash on. Um, I think that the strip lashes add a little bit more glamour um, and you can stack them. That's perfectly fine. I, especially if you're like leaving for your um, honeymoon, like the next day or, you know, a couple days from now, having those mink lashes on will be great because you can just wake up, you can get in the water, you can do whatever, you know, live your best um, honeymoon life with them. But for the wedding day, I may prefer to put a strip lash on top of it just to kind of give it that added, um, just that little added flair, uh, especially for photos, because sometimes the mink lashes can be kind of like sporadic, you know, on the eyes. And I really prefer to have a cleaner, uh, more uniform look to the eyes. So you don't have to worry about like, all right, you know, are my lashes leaning to the left? Do I need to brush them out? You know, <laughs> we don't have time for those kind of concerns on wedding day because it's showtime. Right. So I right. need you to be show ready. <laughs> <laughs> you said, are my lashes leaning to the left? <laughs> she saw it though. When she saw it though. I did. <laughs> so is airbrush makeup really that girl? So here's the thing. Um, back in the day when, I don't know if you guys remember Glamour Shots. You know, oh, you yeah. Go there yeah. And, like, get okay. So I definitely used to work there. And that is, <laughs> I mean, your girl just been all over, okay? <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, that's actually where I learned how to airbrush. Now, Airbrush has come a long way since then. However, I just don't feel like um, I would ever want to solely convert to airbrush for the simple fact that traditional um, makeup in general has evolved so much in terms of product quality, longevity. And that, that was the main thing. That was the, the biggest benefit of airbrush makeup, it being long lasting or waterproof or whatever. And you have that now in traditional makeup um, products. So I really like to, because I like to mix products and I like to really kind of get a feel for what I'm working with. And I like to manipulate products to do what I want them. um, I prefer a traditional makeup um, application versus the airbrush. It makes okay. sense. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. And airbrush, they do have brown girl shades, but it's it's a little lacking. It's it's a little lacking. <laughs> it's just a little lacking. So um, for us women of color, I think that they could just do a little bit more in terms of shade range and undertones and things like that for airbrush makeup. So for anyone that's listening, that's definitely um, an area that you could come in and possibly dominate. And so if you have the entrepreneurial spirit and you love makeup, there you go. Okay. (laughs) So does the wedding setting affect how you'll do one's makeup? Example, outside versus inside ceremony. 
Oh yeah, definitely. Um, <clears throat> it will affect, um, I will need to switch up the skin prep if it's going to be outside, especially if it's going to be in the summertime mm-hmm. here in <laughs> um, Atlanta or, you know, just really anywhere in the South, anywhere where it's going to be hot. Um, because obviously you're going to be sweating, probably, probably going to be in a dress that is like has silk or chiffon or is heavy and it just gets hot. <clears throat> so um, that's going to be really important for me to know where this is all going to be happening. Also, um, what is appropriate for an outdoor wedding? versus um, what may be appropriate aesthetically for like a ballroom wedding may not be the same thing. Um, Mm -hmm. You can definitely have some of the same elements, but you want to kind of tweak it because you're going to be in like natural daylight versus dim lighting and things like that. So when you think about the photography and just um, all of the things that you're going to be doing outside it definitely makes a difference it definitely does because i've been yeah i've been in plenty of pictures where my little forehead's just shiny (laughs) not your little forehead (laughs) (laughs) no but it does it does um how long does it take you on average to do a bride's makeup an hour and a half okay an hour and a half point Yes. (laughs) Um, That's the time that I schedule for every bride. Um, You know, I've never really had a need to go over that time. However, if it's like a situation where I may have to do like a tattoo cover up or, you know, something, Mm -hmm. you know, abnormal, then I will adjust that time. Mm -hmm. But typically it's an hour and a half. Okay. What about the bridesmaids do you do the bridesmaids makeup as well or is that like a team thing because i've i've heard and i've seen that different makeup artists are like you know what i will completely service you and my team will service like the bridesmaids um and then i've also seen well it just depends on how many people are in the party yes um so really yes to both of them okay okay yes to both of those um it really just kind of depends on how many people it is and what my schedule looks like for the day um so i do have a Mm -hmm. team um and if i'm doing bridal party most of the time I obviously will do the bride and maybe like, you know, her mom, the maid of honor, like whoever is closest to her sister, you know, something like that. Um, I definitely try not to overextend myself um, because I'm there for her. And so I need to make sure that I'm at my best so that I can show up and, you know, be, whatever she needs, you know, from me. Cause a lot of times it goes far beyond makeup. So if there are any fires that need to be put out or, you know, anything like that, because 
a lot of times um, the planner is not there during the prep time. Um, usually they're at the venue, you know, getting those things together. So I'm really the only professional that's here. Um, of course, you know, until the photographer comes or something like that. But even then, oftentimes, I know what's supposed to be happening and, you know, the bride doesn't. So who's going to help her through, (laughs) you know, whatever Uh the situation Uh is. um, A lot of times I'm the last person that they see before they go down the aisle. So it's it's a big responsibility. And I don't want to be like lethargic and fatigue, (laughs) you know, um, because I've already done 100 faces at this point. So as of next year, I will be um, just reducing the amount of like bridal party and, you know, all of that kind of stuff um, that I'll be Mm -hmm. doing so that I can Mm -hmm. really give my bride more of my undivided attention so that it can, you know, so she'll really um, be able to have that one-on-one time with me. Makes sense. So how many or up to how many brides do you or would you service in a day? Um, It would definitely depend on the needs of the bride that I already have. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you'd really have Mm -hmm. to be, um, I know how I work. I know how my team works. That's why they work with me. So I have a well-oiled machine happening here. So I know, you know, like if, I can look at your venue and see how far it is. I'd see who you're working with, you know, um, things like that, that will let me be able to decide, okay, when I get this other inquiry, yes, I can, or no, I cannot. Um, So there have been several days this year that we've had three Mm -hmm. weddings in a day. Um, There have been days that we've had two. I don't see myself doing more than that. Makes sense. Yeah, because you don't want to stretch yourself too thin. Yeah. So how far in advance should a bride book you? Um, so I like to recommend nine months to a year. Um, most okay. <laughs> most people are booked um, you know, for their wedding in in that time frame. Have I had people book in less time than that? Yes, usually it's like some kind of an emergency or, you know, something fell through or something happened or they had a change of heart or, you know, something like that. And that's perfectly fine if the date's there, um, you know, it's yours to have. But, uh, yeah, I the sooner the better because you don't want to have to, for one, you don't want to have to settle. That's one thing. Right. <laughs> uh-huh. Like on your wedding day, I just kind of feel like I learned so much from my own wedding day experience. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like at the time, none of my friends had been, you know, married before. Like I hadn't even been in a wedding since I was little, you know, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it was like a flower girl or whatever. <laughs> so I was just like, I was chilling. I can't even lie. I was just chilling. Like, okay, well, I guess we got to do this and this. And (laughs) one of my girlfriends, hey, Ashley, (laughs) one of my girlfriends who um, had been married for a little while at that point, um, 
she was like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? You have to do this right now. Like we got to get on this and da, 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 and you haven't ordered this and you have to get this done. And I was just like, oh my gosh, what? I'm not getting married till next year. She's like, honey, you are late. <laughs> 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 and it's so funny because, you know, I mean, I had been doing weddings, so I thought that I knew what was going on. I felt like I had it all figured out. You know, I'm familiar with this and that. And it was just such an eye opener for me. Um, when I came, the first thing I did when I came back from my honeymoon is just like revamped my entire process because um, I really didn't love doing weddings, you know, prior to my mm -hmm. own, honestly. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. I would do it um most of the time they were already an existing client of mine that just so happened to be getting married now you know what i mean gotcha, gotcha. Um, so it yeah. wasn't necessarily like brides seeking me mm -hmm. out um mm -hmm. it was just not my favorite thing i was not thrilled about it and honestly there are a lot of artists um even amazing artists that I know that just will not, like they just will not do weddings because of the level of responsibility, the level of stress. And it's, you know, like I said earlier, if you're just getting your makeup done for your birthday, you just show up to this appointment and that's it. When it's a wedding, we are in a partnership together for this entire year. So yeah. it's yeah. endless emails, phone calls sometimes, you know, it's just a different type of relationship. Mm -hmm. And um, I really used to think brides were kind of crazy before, <laughs> before I got married. And I was like, no, they're not really crazy. They're stressed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're stressed. Yeah. And these processes are making everybody's life harder. And so that's really, you know, why I put a lot of thought into um, just my entire process and how it flows mm -hmm. and when we do this and when we do that and the forms that I have and the contracts that I have. And, you know, for some people just, it, it may seem excessive if you're not, you know, familiar with what's all taking place right. here, but, Trust me, everything is for a reason and it's for the betterment <laughs> of your day. So, um, yeah, now I love it because it's, it's a super fulfilling um, job, I think. You know, like this is literally somebody's biggest day and here I am, get to share, you know, a part of it with you. So, yeah, I really love it. <laughs> So how can they book you? Well, <laughs> so um, you can find me um, on Instagram, obviously, at b4beauty.co. And that is actually um, B-F-O-R, not the number four, and beauty with an not a Y. Um, and then, of course, on my website, www.beforbeauty.co. And send me an inquiry, girl. We can chat. <laughs> <laughs> so, final question. 
what advice would you give to a girl that just got engaged? Okay. Um, sis, do it your way. Just do it your way. <laughs> just do it your way. You know, like, don't feel pressured to invite all your mama's friends. Okay? <laughs> um if it's something that you want, if it feels good to you and your fiance, because literally that's all that this is all, you know, this is all for you guys. It should be all about you and it should really, the day should reflect who you are, who you guys are as a couple. Um, and so there's no like, quote unquote, right or wrong way to do anything. So true. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. You're welcome. So we're going to go into the unsolicited advice segment. Um, and the unsolicited advice for this week is if you are dress shopping, you do not have to stick with a white dress. You can stick with a gold dress. You can do a silver dress. You can do a rose gold dress if that's your wave. You don't have to have a white dress. It doesn't have to be off-white. If you want a black dress, just like B said, it is your day, it's your wedding. You write the rules. So, and you might actually be able to save yourself a nice coin if you go outside of white. Or, this is a two-for-one special, um... If you are looking for a white dress, don't look at like bridal shops or bridal dress, you know, designers or whatever. Find a nice formal gown. Go to a good Lord and Taylor website, Bloomingdale, Neiman Marcus, Nordstrom, whatever is your wave. Go to the formal dresses. Select white. There you go. That dress might be a thousand dollars instead of three thousand if it were labeled bridal gown. So that's that's my two for one for today. <laughs> it's up to you though. Do whatever you want. I'm not paying for it. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you for that information. You needed it. B, I have one more question, and I should have asked you earlier, but because you are a makeup artist, who did your makeup for your wedding? <laughs> great, great I did. Question. Yes. You yes. did? Oh, okay. The funny thing is that all of my friends are makeup artists, too. I actually stayed home like I I kind of wanted to be by myself for a minute uh -huh. so I started like getting ready and everything before getting to the bridal suite and yeah I did all of that myself um all of my bridesmaids did their own makeup because they they were all makeup artists <laughs> wow. um and then once it got to a point where it was like oh, I have to get my hair curled. Da, 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 da. Uh, my good, good girlfriend, Crystal, was like, girl, <laughs> sit down and let me put these lashes on. <laughs> so I finally sat down. But yeah, I mean, 
No, that's amazing because I'm like all throughout like this whole interview, I was like, well, you know, because her makeup is like so flawless, I'm like, who like who did your face? You know, like who did you trust do your face? <laughs> and it's funny because a lot of artists will not do makeup for another artist. And it's like, we, you know, chat wow. all the time. And I'm like, well, why you don't do me? And they're like, girl, <laughs> go away. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I want to be pampered once in a while too. Yeah. And it's like, no, they refuse because they know how we are. <laughs> so you know, I'm going to go back and I'm going to fix it. I'm going to change my eyebrows and I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And it's, you know, I mean, it's cool. I get it. Um, mm -hmm. you know. And they're probably going to be like, I spent 10 minutes on this one eye and then, <laughs> and then you take your little wipe and just wipe it all off. I'm done with you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, but I, um, I was wondering about that question, you know, so I'm happy that I asked it. Yes, yes, I did. A lot of times, um, you know, people just, they don't want to because it's just so stressful already, like so much happening that day. Yeah. But for me, makeup is therapeutic. So I didn't mind, you know, like I mm -hmm. knew I mean, again, I have phenomenal artists in my circle, but I've had my face all my life. Like, nobody's yeah. going to do it. <laughs> yeah, like you. Yeah, so mm -hmm. I'm just going to take my time and relax and, you know, just do it myself. <laughs> Makes sense. So at this point, we're going to move on into the Black Wedding Vendor shout out. So, B, I'm going to have you go first. So I want to shout out Chris Lavender from Chris Lavender Events. Um, she's amazing. I have worked with her dozens of times at this point. Um, and she's just phenomenal, not only just in business, but just um, how she really like empowers and uplifts other women, um, mm -hmm. women in business and just women in general. Um, so I would love to shout her out. <laughs> hey, <Chris. laughs> um, and you can find her at Chris Lavender one on Instagram, just the number one and www.chrislavender.com. Very good. Who do you have, Ashley? I have a photographer named Sam Jasper. He's based out of Birmingham. You know, I'm trying to not just do Atlanta mm -hmm. <laughs> vendors every week. It's so easy, though. Um, but he's a destination photographer, so he'll meet you where you are. But his Instagram is Sam Jasper Weddings, and his website is samjasper.com. Okay. What about you, Tania? I have a florist who is based out of LA. However, she does do destination weddings as well. Her name is Flowers by Ladybugs. When I was scrolling through her Instagram, the flowers look amazing and her photos are very, very pretty. So if you are in the LA area, definitely look her up. And again, that's Flowers by Ladybugs. And we'll, of course, tag her information in the show notes. 
thank you for doing that because I always try to find, well, not always, but I try to pay attention to um, LA vendors Mm -hmm. because I feel like, well, I have a friend that lives out there and the dating scene is trash if you're a black woman. (laughs) And so I feel like if you get to the point of like marriage and you're black in LA, you know, like what black wedding vendors are really out there. Yeah. Yeah. So. But B, thank you so much again for coming on tonight's show. Oh, thank you 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 for having me. I had fun talking to you. Same. Same. (laughs) (laughs) And again, your work is like flawless. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. Ashley told me about you, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I already follow her." And she was like, "What you do?" I'm like, "Mm-hmm." Yeah. So yeah, your work is definitely flawless. And B has definitely done multiple brides that I have attended their weddings, and I was just like, "Look, <laughs> gorgeous." I know the world is so small. Like, do you still have my database? <laughs> <laughs> We're laughing, but <laughs> for real. <laughs> but yes, it was so good talking to you. Oh, same, same. I really Thank enjoyed you. it. This was actually a lot of fun. Next year, we want to have some like round tables where we have like either brides or vendors or a mixture but all kind of like in a conversation format, talking about a particular topic. Oh, the love. Come on, Red Table Talk. <laughs> <wedding. laughs> Once we get all of that fleshed out, we are definitely going to reach back out. Trust and believe. Yay! I'm excited for you guys. Thank you so much. No problem. Basically, since I can't even remember, like, you've been extremely supportive, and I truly appreciate that. Oh, thank you. All right. Well, we're going to wrap this episode up. Ashley, where can they find us? At Hugh, I do with Keep it moving. All right, well, (laughs) bye.